internet is so pointless. I know, I know, everyone thinks the internet is the key to human enlightenment. We can connect across an ocean in the blink of an eye. Information is accessible like never before. We are all part of a global village and so on. I know, it sounds really impressive. And now that most people have the internet, of course, they simply cannot imagine life without it. But only 20 years ago, the internet was this nascent technology with so many bugs that it was almost unusable. It was a different world back then, a world of landline telephones, physical encyclopedia sets, and dropping by friends' houses to see if they wanted to hang out. Everything was fine. People were connected, information was shared. I recently came across a copy of Wired magazine from 2003. By 2003, I was in college, so I categorized 2003 as a year in the recent past, since it occurred during the adult part of my life. This Wired magazine boasted advertisements for such laughably primitive objects as the Nokia 6600, which claimed to take photographs and go online, but not like anything that we would recognize as such today. I'm sure it seemed fantastically high-tech at the time. Video? Email? But the video quality was choppy and pixelated, and the email could only arrive if you paid for an internet hotspot. Everything about the internet was slow, and I believe that we were only able to be patient with these machines because we were still so in awe of them. Now, with such efficient, top-of-the-line techno toys as the iPhone 7 and the iPad Air, that old Nokia phone or Dell desktop with dial-up connection might be so frustrating to use that it wouldn't seem worth the energy. I wish that the internet and its devices had stopped evolving at a certain point. I wonder if then, after sending one slow email or looking up one eventual tidbit of information, one would simply give up and go outside. Maybe people would pick up a book or drop by a friend's house. And maybe if we did, we would be okay. The way we used to be before and gazed at her reflection in the pod Encyclopedia Brunch. My name what is, is Tim it? Dobbs. It's Encyclopedia Brunch. My name is Thank Tim Dobbs. Thank you for Dobbs. repeating. My name Sorry, is what Tim was your Dobbs. Name? My name is Tim Dobbs. Oh, oh, let me reset. With me, as <laughs> ever, asking all the hard questions, it's Catherine Kogert. <laughs> hard for the wrong reasons. Hey, it's Catherine Kogert. It's great to be here. That's uh, the worst romance novel title I can imagine. <laughs> oh, it really is. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. Right. That was literally what she said. <laughs> <laughs> she being Captain Cogan in this case. Yes, we've diagrammed the sentence. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. What just happened? So if everyone wants to uh, feel comfortable settling back into what they expect a podcast to sound like, um, uh-huh. they will... Uh, Settle down, feel a little okay. Catherine and I are here. We're with you. And uh, then they'll uh, turn a grateful eye towards my dear sister, Hannah Dobbs, who wrote us that lovely Andy Rooney-esque uh, tirade <laughs> against the internet <laughs> as our intro. 
and uh, did it entirely internetless. So, mm-hmm. Catherine, can I tell you a quick story? Please tell me a quick story. One day, uh, I was walking through the woods and I met a wolf. Sorry, that's the wrong story. Um, so was that Peter the Wolf? Uh, it was actually Red Riding Hood. Did you know that the oboe is the geese? The oboe, really? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I like how he's walking around going... Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 Peter wah. and the Wolf in the show notes. Love Peter and the Wolf. <laughs> uh, no, so one day I came home and I opened my mailbox and mixed in with the plethora of offers, the seemingly daily offers from AT&T for me to buy their stupid DSL service I don't want. You know, I swear to God, just every single time I call Comcast, it's like, hey, we have a great deal for you. Would you like a landline? No, no, I, I don't want a landline. They're kind How of many fun. times do we have to have this conversation, AT&T? <laughs> well, mixed in there was a small package from my sister. Uh... And I said, oh, that's nice. She's going to send me something. And I opened it up and it was a cassette tape. Uh, it was a really nice cassette tape. It was, I it, mean, there was a little something else on that cassette tape. It was uh, the Mulan uh, storybook cassette tape. Yes, it I th- was. I think it was a read-along, which is why it has those little brrrings in the background. And the, the, the what is that? Not like harp noises. Brum, 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 brum. Exactly. <laughs> oh, uh, man. And so she recorded the entire, uh, her essay on a cassette tape recorder. She dubbed over an old Mulan tape and she, she sent can it definitely to me. kind of hear it in the background, which I think really adds to the ambiance. Mm-hmm. And, I like uh, that. how, how would I play such a thing? Well, I wondered about that for a week or two. I was like, well, I do have an old car. I guess I could go to my car and like <laughs> hold my recorder up to the speakers but instead, I went for a slightly more fun version. I went down to my local record store who has a listening station for records because, you know, you don't want to necessarily buy a record uh, unheard. And uh, sure. it, it still has a tape deck. And so I, I, I sat there in the record store and cl- connected my recording equipment to it. And uh, that is what is going oh, I'm on. I'm sure you looked super normal. <laughs> you know what? It's a cool punk record store, so actually, kind of, like, I fit in. Probably. Okay, okay, everything's coming together here. They were really nice. I asked them, hey, do you have a tape player? And they're like, do we sell those? And I was like, no, no, you just have one. And they're like, yeah, check if the one on the listening station works. And I was like, cool, I'll come back later with my tape. And they're like, all right. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess what else can you say as a store owner at that point? (laughs) They're, I mean, they're like community run and stuff. It's a lot of guys hanging out who like just sure. kind of need a place. Well, not need a place to hang out, but want to hang out someplace cool slash run. But are interested in having. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. There was um, a record store in Capitol Hill that was a little bit like that. They had they did a lot of like like community parties. But I don't know. Cap Hill was changing in those days. It has changed now. But mm. like they would just kind of give us like a Rainier beer like in front of like I would be walking to QFC because that was my neighborhood. So I was just walking to the grocery store and they're like, hey, here's beer. Come hang out at our party. And I'll be like, yeah, oh, I don't know. Why not? This music seems very hip for me. Y'all have like a lot, of, a lot, a lot happening. And I was just trying to get some Doritos because I'm sad. <laughs> Fair. Did I make the right decision? Probably not. Well, hard to say. But that's where I was in my life. Right. I think you would have had fun. It would have been fun. I'm cer- I'm certain I would have. Well, but you know what? I I was a different woman then. So, uh uh Hannah, uh first off, our thanks to oh, Hannah, who was very lovely. Uh mm-hmm. even though she was like, I don't know. I really hate the internet. It's just going to be really negative. And I was like, no, no, come on. It'll be really fun. <laughs> and I I think it came out great. <laughs> I mean, so I think so too. <laughs> so thanks, Hannah. I think that's exactly what we needed. 
And uh, while we often uh, include uh, ways to contact our uh, guests who so graciously write us intros, uh, you can't get in touch with Hannah. So good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Make a wish on a mermaid. If later she says that I can give out her postal address, it will be in the show notes. But for now, uh, send all uh, all correspondence to encyclopediabrunch at gmail.com and I will forward it on. Write a list of your desires and bury them in a backyard and plant an acorn on top of that. <laughs> ah, yep, she's a real... And that's how to get in touch with Hannah. Earth goddess. Um, well, so she she uh, decided not to use the internet in any way, which was legitimately impressive to me to move an audio file around uh, and took uh, kind of a lot of work. I mean, if she'd sent me like an SD card, that might have been easier, but what are you going to do? <laughs> but... <laughs> So I but had she the... had the Mulan tape, I'm certain. <laughs> just had it on hand, probably. Sure. Yeah. Well, and also the, the case, the, the cassette tape case that it came in was uh, from a mixtape that she gave me when I was like 10 that had Aww. a bunch of like 1997 ska music on it. Oh, man. The mixtape tradition is so strong in your family. <laughs> mm, love mixtapes. Uh, <laughs> see our future I feel like we're going to do like, is this an origin story episode? Are we going to do Tim's origin story? Uh, let's not. Um, but so I had to, so the process there was Hannah, uh, went to a presumably a literal garbage dump and found the Mulan cassette tape <laughs> and then took that and then put it into her, uh, boom box that has a recording function because that is one nice thing about cassette tapes. They always were easy to record to. She hit True. record. She read her, read her, uh, her essay and then she wrapped it up. She went to the post office. Then she argued, she told me this, she argued with the guy at the post office about whether or not you can just mail a cassette tape holder. Like, he was like, it needs to be in a box. And she's like, no, it doesn't. It is a box. And so, <laughs> like, she had wrapped the whole thing in paper, but that was it. Uh-huh. So well, she- I, but also, like, hey, post office guy, like, send at your own risk, you know? Right. Post office is not held responsible for any damage. Maybe he was just trying to protect her. I don't know. I don't know that Maybe we... Maybe he was just... Maybe he was just mansplaining how to mail things. Classic mailsplaining. Uh, That's a twofer. Uh, oh, uh, that was exciting. It took me a second and I'm here now and I'm happy I'm here. Great. Well, so then uh, then the rest of the process had to go on where it got shipped from place to place. I got it. I had to go down to the record store uh, and then I brought it to you fine people. And believe it or not, the way it got to you fine people, the listener now, is so much more complicated than the myriad steps. I mean, there were like five steps, maybe ten steps that it took. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me. if you count arguing with the post office guy. Yeah. Um, and so I would like to detail for you now. I think the internet is a... Oh, by the way, our topic this week, the internet. I don't know if we mentioned that. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, th- I think the internet is a, a incredible, broad, uh, culture-changing topic that is... is there's so much we could talk about. So I, th- I thought one thing that would just be good to, to start with is just like... Yo, how's that work? Um, okay. In like a well, really basic way. Well, so the first thing to understand, and I think most people do, is that the, the internet is a way that two computers at whatever distance that are connected through wires, a series of tubes, um, mm. they can trade files, essentially. Like that's the, okay. the very basic idea. And so like when you're on uh, when you're on a website, all you do is you're asking some some computer somewhere else, hey, you have an HTML file somewhere. Can I see it? And then your browser, like, makes it look nice and pretty. Mm. So, I mean, we yeah. can... All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the this gist of what the internet does. There's, uh, it's, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you so far. 
Um, or in the case of a podcast, you say, hey, you have this podcast, I think. Can I have it? And then it downloads it to your phone, and then your phone like has a way to play it. Um, right. So, What does RSS stand for? Really simple syndication. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not going to get into RSS. Simple. Okay. Okay. Well, I just wanted to define terms. Fair. Um, so that's the basis of the internet. But like, the question is like, I mean, obviously, there's a lot more to it because there, there's not just a single tube between you know my computer and the listener, and I just like mm-hmm. put it in a little tube and pack it away. It goes. Um, and so the the best way to start thinking about this is uh, when you type in. You go to your browser. Uh, feel free to follow along, listeners. Um, although, <laughs> oh, I'm going to follow along. Yeah. Can I follow along? Here's okay. the problem with what's going to happen: is oh. I'm going to take you five to ten minutes to explain what takes your computer milliseconds. Well, that that might be difficult. Yeah. But- uh, could we do like a magic school bus type situation where you like we all jump on the school bus and then we go through all the TCP protocols? Sure. Which uh. <laughs> <laughs> Which student do you want to be? I want to be Carlos because I want to make all the oh, bad puns. Carlos. <laughs> okay, you could be the Definitely girl. Don't, want to be... don't don't you? You were gonna say Phoebe, weren't you? Was she the one who was always at my old school? Yes, yeah. she was. You know why? Because I don't remember any other characters. Because they didn't <laughs> okay. have catchphrases. Okay. Let's think about this. There is Carlos. Yeah. There's Phoebe. There's Arthur. Oh, there is Arthur. The nerd. Arnold. 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 Arthur was an art yeah. mark. Poor dweeb. Arthur was an aardvark. Um, Miss Frizzle. There was oh, there was the, the little girl who like had fu- who was like fashion forward, wasn't she? I don't know. Maybe mm, this is a- <laughs> seems pretty important, huh? I think so. I mean, let's compare. What are we? What's a, what's the uh, Wanda? Right? Oh yeah, there was a Wanda. Yeah, she was really fat. No, no, she wasn't terribly fashion forward. Let's see here. Who was fashion forward? None of them were fashion yeah. forward. It was a children's television show. But I would like to be Wanda. Okay. You can be Wanda. For the record. <laughs> Maybe I'll be the iguana. Ooh, magic school bus characters all grown up. Anyway. You don't want to be Ross, the guy gonna, with the, his, you're, his you're, cat backwards? Catherine, you were this close to getting the air horn. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I feel like a dog with a spray bottle. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, although the, the, the cat backwards guy... The problem with him is like, was it was was he like generic white guy? I feel like I'm always cast as generic white guy because you know I am. He's he's a little chubby. He's chubby. At least I can. Okay. He looks like he probably smells bad. Well, I mean, I might. <laughs> but but <laughs> I do love the concept of wearing a shirt that has your first letter initial on it, your first name initial on it. Don't you love that? That's true. Uh, I do like that a lot. Have we talked? I yeah. think we've talked in the past about you getting a T-shirt that just has your face on it, right? Oh yeah. Well, I have the mug that has my face on it. Right. And Listeners so, at home, I have a mug with my face on it that I'm really proud of. It's weird, and every time I visit, she gives it to me. Yeah. Oh gosh. And we'll be back in a moment. It's not just you it's talking else. about how the internet works. Magic school bus. Maybe. And we're back talking about the internet. 
And we were, uh, I think as far as we'd gotten was you open your browser and you type in uh, www.encyclopediabrunch.com, right? No, .magicschoolbus.com. Okay. So we're going to go to magicschoolbus.com. Yeah. Um, so the first thing your computer needs, it tries to figure out is like, all right, that's cool. Like, what is that? Because it doesn't know names. It knows numbers. It knows IP numbers. That's what like everyone's unique address is, right? So it's yes. it's gonna look up. Okay, how do I get to magicschoolbusallgrownup.com? Uh, so the first thing it's gonna do is it's going to create a request called a DNS request. DNS stands for Domain Name Server. But basically, okay. that request says, "Hey, I have this name, and I want to figure out what its corresponding IP address is. Can you help me?" And so it packs it up. And basically, what that request looks like is it's literally just a series of bytes. So it's a, a A one F three six five. You know. And they're written in a specific order so that, you know, everybody knows that the computer receiving it knows that uh, the first, say, two digits are a unique ID for the request so that we all know, like, hey, this was Catherine's request. Um, and then, like, maybe the fifth and sixth digits are, hey, is this a query or a reply? Like, am I asking or am I getting an answer? Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then eventually, and there's a, a couple more things, some random settings and stuff like that, but eventually you get down to, there are positions in this, uh, set of, of digits that correspond to, Hey, what is the domain I'm asking about? In our case, it's, uh, you know, magic school bus nudes.net. Um, <laughs> no, I'm uncomfortable hey, with man, this. You were the one who entered it into the browser. You shouldn't have followed along no, with that. No, I, I Googled real story, magic school bus all grown up. <laughs> Uh, come on if you if you think you're not gonna get nudes out of that i don't know what you're thinking uh, i have nothing you got me <laughs> so in this case so it, it says the domain we're asking about and then also what we want back and so in this case it's called an a record but like you know this is all just uh what you're really saying is hey i want the the ip address the actual numbers okay cool so we made this little request but right now that is a string of text that lives on our computer that's not very useful yet so we have to send that request to a DNS server, domain name server, that actually can tell us that answer. All right, how do we do that? Well, we figure out what IP address that is by some settings that are on our computer. This is just worlds and worlds. That's, so that's where we're going here. It's okay. That it, it regresses all the way down and back up like a million times. Oh, um, all right. It's a little bit like Inception. Like yeah. if Inception were about really dry technical details of how computers work i mean in many ways it is it's about dry technical details about how an imagined dreamscape how dreams works work <laughs> let me be the ellen page Elliot of joseph this movie Levin looking very dapper dapper as i'll get out yeah you look great I, you're the joseph I'm readjusting. i'm readjusting my collar just to show how dapper he looked in that movie it's, it's, it's a lot of dapperness going on here dapper dapper so um yeah. it's a great word it's a great sorry word. okay so w w we you imagine we would have the same problem right is that like okay but if we don't if we have to send to another computer to ask about this like we have to look that one up too but we actually we store the dns servers that we're interested in on our computer or alternatively they're set up um through connecting with our router, uh, which is a thing I don't know a lot about. But basically, your operating system has a sense of like, here are the couple of servers I should try. And so it stores the addresses of other computers out there in the internet that know these oh, it's, things. It's like 
it's close five circle, like with the Verizon. Remember like the the Verizon, like who are your closest five people and you can always call them for free? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, except like, it's, it's just like if, if you had friends who like would answer questions for you, but really didn't want anything to do with you otherwise. Oh, well, yeah, I kind of feel that way all the time. <laughs> oh, no, no, you, you, you have a, a vast uh, Ethernet network. <laughs> hey, thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, which is our new, uh, new place we're going. So now we know the number of the computer out there on the Internet that we want to talk to to ask the question, what is... Uh, Hot topless magic school bus dot net. Um, no, we're not going. Oh man, this is your doing. I I understand that this is payback, <laughs> and I understand this is what I've deserved after what I did to you in the first segment. And so what we do is we've built this little request that says, "Here's what I'm looking for," and we wrap that in something called UDP, uh, which is another protocol that basically stands. It stands for User Datagram Protocol, but essentially what it is is it um uh, allows you to. Allows someone to receive another computer to receive some information and know roughly what to do with it. So it'll say okay. roughly like, "Hey, there's a DNS request inside of this box." So we're putting boxes in boxes now. So we have that string of text, and we basically just throw some more text at the front of it, and then like a little end box at the end of it to say like everything inside of this is the you DNS know, request. So speaking of boxes, just like as the side, when you're packing, do you do you pack shoe boxes or do you just throw your shoes? How do you pack your shoes? It's a real struggle for me whenever I move. I don't have a lot of shoes. Um, uh, okay, I, th- yeah. I think I would just put them in a box. You know, I might like put them at the bottom of a clothes box. You know, sole down because that way I can work with the... Sure. Yeah, you maximize space that way, right? Because like yeah. the clothes are a little... They can uh, move around a little and the, the tops of the shoes can move around a little. Is that, do you think that's workable? What do you do? I had two boxes of shoes the last time I moved. And I, I used shoe boxes where I could because it keeps them nice. Um, you got to take care of your things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they were very heavy boxes. Like I put all of my shoes in a large box and I was like, no, 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 this is too heavy. I'm going to destroy someone's back this way. So I put it into two medium boxes. <laughs> Heavier than books? Books are so heavy though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Books only go in the small boxes. Oh, I'm I not see. a monster. Okay. I'm really consider it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so the, then what you do, though, is you put it in another box. So it's like you're, you you put your shoes inside a box and then you were like, I should pack this in another box. And then you were like, okay. well, you know what? Actually, there's some pretty strong guys helping move this. Uh, or actually, right. it, it'll oh, always... it's like, you know, they, how the movers have like a giant box that they pile all the boxes into. <laughs> like the truck, you mean? No. <laughs> I, no. I, I think that's kind of what it's like, to be honest. <laughs> well, if there's a fourth box here in our future, then yes. But <laughs> the third box, no, 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 because they take they take this giant cardboard like box with no top and on like wheels, and they wheel it into your apartment, and they they pile all the boxes into it. They wheel that down over mm. um, into the truck. Because as I've learned, uh, you often underestimate how strong and how desperate to finish quickly the movers are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, especially if they're paying for, like, a fixed-rate job. Mm-hmm. No, they're not getting paid by the hour. Well, so the next box, the box on wheels uh, that we eventually hit is uh, called IP, which is Internet Protocol. And it's a protocol ah. built for the Internet. Ta-da! We all know about IP. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what that does is uh, it, it tracks a few more things besides just, like, 
it's not just necessarily a way for something to be received. It's also like a way for it to be shipped. So mm. it's kind of like what the post office might put on things. As opposed to like, whereas UDP was probably like, if you're sending me something, you might include a little note that'd be like, hey, by the way, this is, you know, this is the special thing you asked for. Um, These are cookies from my grandma. Mm-hmm. But the IP is more like the address and then the stamps that the post office puts on. Because that's what's actually out there on the internet. Mm. So that's why we have to double wrap it. Um, okay, so now I've got this IP address. And the, the IP protocol involves saying, okay, what IP address am I trying to send to? We're still on our computer. <laughs> it hasn't left the computer yet. <laughs> and so how do we even know how to get to that IP address? Well, uh, essentially, we just ask a lot of computers. Um, and it starts with, uh, we consult the route table. Every computer that talks to the internet has a route table. And basically, it's a table that says, hey, if, you're, uh, if you have the address you're trying to send to starts with 127.0.0, which is the sort of accepted code for this computer, then it says, mm -hmm. loop it back to this computer. And then if that's not true, it goes down to the next uh, option on the route table. And it says, hey, if it starts oh, with 192.168.whatever, uh, it says, mm -hmm. okay, we probably want to send that to something on our network because that's the universally accepted prefix for local network. Gotcha. If it's neither of those... It says uh, it goes down to its default, which is always the last entry on a route table. And it says it has something called a default gateway, which maybe you've seen if you like have played with IP settings. And mm -hmm. basically that says, hey, if we don't know where to send this ourselves, who do I send it to? So it's like if you don't know how to send something to, you know, Thailand, ask your mom. Like, oh, it's like the adult. <laughs> it's like if you don't know how to finish your homework, be sure to ask an adult. <laughs> Really? And then the adult in this case is a router or in this uh, usually routers, modems, uh, switches. They're all kind of like lumped into one box that everybody owns. Um, and I don't really understand what makes them all different. But uh, basically, you, you send it off to that router and the router will handle it from there. Here's the problem. We don't know where the router is. Oh, we don't yeah. know anything. That's isn't that always awkward when you go to a place and you're promised Wi-Fi and then the password doesn't work and then you're like, uh, hey, barista, um, so what's the password? Is this the password? It doesn't really work right now. What do I do? <laughs> and then they're like, I li there, there's literally nothing I can do for you. Uh, yeah, kind of. It's, <laughs> I think of it kind of like if you had to go to, I don't know, uh, Arby's. And you were like, <laughs> um, it wasn't just, it wasn't just so like the first thing you do is like, okay, I'm going to start shouting, where's Arby's? And then hopefully someone <laughs> answers me. But then beyond that, like you had to get outside. And so the first thing you start doing is going, where's the door? I hope someone in this apartment tells me where the door is. Because that's literally what the computer does. I mean, okay, it's not Aww. literally what the computer does. What it does is it sends out a broadcast. Because remember, these are all just copper wires that are like interconnected. And it just sends it out to everybody connected on that piece of copper wire uh, that says, hey, if I know the IP of the, uh, of the router that I'm trying to get to, if you're that person, can you just hit me back? <laughs> Computers are so cute. <laughs> I mean, they have to do everything the dumbest way possible because, you know, they're not um, <laughs> humans. Uh, they don't have brains. <laughs> and then there's this whole section, which I, I will skip, where because technically your home network works on Ethernet, not Internet. 
it has to convert everything it just did into Ethernet protocol instead of Internet protocol so that it can then go talk oh. to this router. So then the router yeah. can this get the IP. Insane. Right? Good Lord. We just got off the computer, Catherine. We just got onto <laughs> like the local wire that's 10 feet away from you. And we didn't even talk about <laughs> Wi-Fi and we're not going to. But uh, <laughs> so it does all that garbage. And then the router gets finally gets the signal and the router's like, OK, cool. It also has a route table. It runs through its route table, and it says, oh, I don't know what this is either. Um, I guess I'll go kick this up to my default gateway, which is your internet service provider. So you're connected to some computer on the other side. And they go, they, they get the exact same question your router just got. And they go, well, I'm not this guy. And they kick it again. And so usually it'll bounce around your ISP for a while because they're all connected up in a little network there, you know, in some place, probably like five miles away from you. Mm. Um, until eventually, assuming you're not actually trying to just talk to your ISP, uh, it'll get to the sort of backbone of the internet. So the ISP has a big router that can like push a lot of data. And that is what talks to these computers that sort of form like the, the big data pathways of the entire internet. How old are these big data computers? I don't know. Presumably they're replaced a lot. Um, there's hmm. a lot of them okay. because there's, there's, they're not like the ancient rock guardians, like, uh, from, uh, oh, what's in Fel, what's Falcor in? <laughs> never ending story. <laughs> never ending story. There we go. You're like, you're like an old, an old person who used what's, to call the daily show, <laughs> who used to call the daily show, the John Stewart show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on that John Which Stewart I'm, show. I'm, excuse me. I've called it the John Daly show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That golfer. <laughs> um, Okay, so finally we're at we're on the highway at least, on our way to Arby's, but none of the signs work. Oh, <laughs> and we're there's I, not that tourist attractions food next exit Arby's. Actually, here's the thing: I should correct myself. We're not on the highway yet. We're still sitting at home asking people about should I take the highway. Oh, this is brutal. <laughs> this is really because all through all of this, no information has been. We're just trying to figure out where. You know, uh, whatever it is. But like, once you okay, Miss Fris- uh, Frizzle's uh, babies. Can I can I peer net. into the crystal glass of our future in this episode? Uh-huh. Once once we figured out the path, once this brave traveler of a signal has found has found the computer it's supposed to go to, Lewis and Clark style through the internet to figure out where it needs to go, and then everything's easy, right? It's all it's all figured out. Actually. <sighs> Mostly. Um, it, it, so the pathfinding is particularly hard. And actually, once you've kind of routed out this path, um, you have to create a connection. Uh, and that uses something called, instead of UDP, which is just a way to like send stuff, it uses something called uh, TCP. Um, and the big difference there is that TCP like kind of makes sure everybody's talking to each other. UDP, you send yeah. stuff out there. Maybe it comes back or not. It's a bottle in the ocean. TCP is a little more just like, hey, you still around? You know, and it, it checks things. And um, But other than that, like, you know, once you've mapped the route, because you essentially you've just got a series of computers that are going to talk to each other. Um, and once you kind of know the route you're going to go, eh, it's not so bad. It's just send the data. And then, I mean... Yes, it gets complicated. You're, you might lose a little bit of data because the internet is an unreliable system by design. But uh, it'll come. You know, it's all right. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's not that bad. Um, which is maybe a good place to leave it. Uh, I guess what I would say also is the the Rock Guardians is they mm-hmm. have they have an entire system 
called BGP, which is actually a very, very clever algorithm designed to, they, they call it gossip. So they're all hardwired into like five or six other of these rock golems. Uh, uh-huh. And they're constantly talking with each other being like, hey, did you find a better route to get from 192.68 to 555 to 43? Like, oh my God, they're just like a bunch of New Yorkers. Yeah. And so, <laughs> no, 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 you take the F train. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really, though, it really is. And and uh, I think that's really cool because that way they always they store what they think is the best route to get from them to any other place on the Internet. And then sure, when because yeah. sometimes a new knowledge, a new line gets put on or maybe something uh, breaks or whatever, that'll get updated because every time some gossip comes over the line, they count how far away that gossip came from and how long it took to get to them. And then they actually have a there's they, they wait a little more things into that algorithm, but they decide whether that's a good route or a bad route, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you finally get to the place. Yeah. Sweethearts. So eventually, blah, blah, blah. You get, you get to the point where, uh, you're at, in in the case of encyclopediabrunch.com, you're at, uh, ns1.asmallorange.com because that's where we host our website. Um, and they tell you, oh yeah, I know those guys. And they send you back the IP that you want to look for. Um, somebody knows us. Yeah. (laughs) And now, and now the, the entire process repeats. Um, and you've had multiple people sending multiple DNS requests throughout this entire thing, like because it's it's a it's a real uh, what are the name of those dolls? The nesting dolls. Uh, bu- uh, yeah, I want to say babushka uh, too, but I think that's wrong. Is it matryoshka? Uh, <laughs> who knows? So <laughs> who can say? Who can say what those dolls are called? Do any of us really know it's like what the, a doll is called? It's like the beginning of a Shel Silverstein poem. I mean, dolls are like cats. They have three names. <laughs> uh, like name servers, which there are often two. NS1 and NS2 <laughs> oh. dot so on. Uh, and a jellical name. Sure. Mm-hmm. And a jellical name. So anyway, so that, that, that's basically how you do your root finding and how you can be this blindfolded person who is essentially just bouncing around because it's all decentralized. There's no one person you can ask. The closest we get to is there's these 13 root servers that were built at the time of the internet, which like store the very basic like who manages dot coms and stuff but so that's how you destroy the internet is by taking those down it might work but they're what i'm learning they're also distributed and there's 13 of them around the world Uh, yeah oh my gosh it's like the matrix it's gonna be hard to take down the internet like the matrix literally (laughs) and uh (laughs) let's discuss a little bit about uh, how that is when we come back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. And we're back on Encyclopedia Brunch talking about the internet. Um, and before we go any further, I want to uh, credit uh, this talk that I cribbed very heavily from by uh, Noah Kantrovitz uh, that he gave at uh, a Python meetup I went to once, but is also available on the internet. And uh, that will be in the show notes. And he goes into so much more detail and uh, manages to keep it like followable and fairly light, even though there's a lot more oh, that's detail. exciting. Yeah. So check that out. Um, okay. So we, we know how to bounce around like a Plinko chip through the internet. <laughs> who i uh, i just like how how did they come up with this this is so crazy right it seems like i could yeah. have been like okay we'll plug the one into the other one but after that 
Well, okay. So, <laughs> uh, so internet starts as a theory in the early sixties. Um, and I think it's, it's a really interesting technology because like a, a lot of, um, communication centric technologies, like the story about Graham Bell and the other guy, I forget the other guy's name. Watson? They like sent the first telegraph on the same day. Oh, yeah. I forget like that guy's name as well. independently came up like with the telegraph and they completely it just all happened on the same day. So and I think this is especially true with communication based technologies. But a lot of other technologies are like this as well. Like calculus. Where it's, yeah, like calculus, where it's it is time for this technology for like he, mankind. Civilization has progressed to a place where um, it's time for this technology to exist. Like it's time for us to know calculus. It's time. Like it, we've just gotten to a place where the next natural step is calculus. The next natural step is the telegraph. And I think we were at a place where the next natural step was the internet. Hmm. Um, because you see like within 1962 to 1965, there's like all of these theory papers that spring up about like, what if there was this place where we could all just trade information in one like globally connected way? And it's kind of like the telegraph, but it's, you know, like any kind of information. Um, yeah. And, but, but and probably it's like everybody's there. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, I just want to go to like a big party. <laughs> I, I super can understand scientists like at like berkeley or stanford or uh, i don't know caltech or wherever uh mit was or, the first one in 1962 perhaps one of the non-california schools i've been living here too long <laughs> um, maybe but yeah i could totally picture a bunch of computer science nerds like being at like a grad student party where they're like drinking wine or whatever uh with their what nerdy friends like this all the time exactly this is so great why don't we just find a way to plug this into robots uh yeah. <laughs> uh so it starts with ARPANET. Um and What's... you you get a logins based off of like educational institutions come up with like internet intranets, um, and then military bases come up with intranets. And like you get all of these like independently all these like small independent individual networks keep popping up all over the place, but they can't really talk to each other. But then Berkeley looks over at MIT and says, hey, you guys have some really in interesting information on your network. We have some interesting information on our network. It would be cool if we could share that somehow. And so they start coming up with a protocol to have these two networks talk to each other. And then they're like, oh, hey, what's up, you Michigan? You guys want to hang out too? <laughs> um, and so you have you start to like – it's kind of this patchwork like pseudo internet starts to form. Um, and actually – so everybody proposes all these protocols and for a while there – like, here's, here's what's really the miraculous thing about the Internet, I think, is that specifically the invention of the Internet is that you have all these crazy protocols that just show up. <laughs> <laughs> and for once in our freaking like lives as a civilization, we find a way to standardize it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's phenomenal. Like, you know, XKCD has a comic about this. Um, but, yes! but we see it everywhere. We're like, they're like, oh, well, you know, there's so many ways you can plug in your phone. We should just have one. And then someone invents a new one because they're like, ah, oh, these other ones suck. We should use this other one. And now you've just got another standard. Yes, it's the unifying standard that just becomes another standard. <laughs> um, and that's what the TCP protocol ended up being, the the unifying standard that like just gets everybody to talk to each other. And just because we had a bunch of really small, smart people who really wanted us all to be able to talk to each other, forcing us to implement Rock Golem Guardians. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, the, the astounding thing about all these protocols is that they're really just like orders of, I mean, 
more comes out of it but but essentially they're just like hey what order are you going to send me information and then what do i wait for before i get back you know before i start doing something with that information right um which seems like it just seems like something we should have been able to agree on but i don't know i guess if people are setting their ways it's like the but Oxford so comma. Easy. Listen, when you've spent like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of your life figuring out what order things should go in, mm-hmm. it's you know you're going to be really invested in that. Fair. Um. <laughs> okay, so eventually, like, did you do you know what? When did we get internet protocol? Like, when when did that thing come up? Yeah, um, the TCP/IP method of communication. Um, was enacted like January 1st, 1982, which is like considered the birthday of the internet hmm. by some people. But, you know, blah, blah, blah. and then you get more standardization. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of standardization and optimization that keeps happening, and et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Well, that's the beauty of the decentralized system is that like and then the sort of gossip method. It's like, yeah, things get around. Like, I don't know if you've ever uh, bought a domain or directed a domain somewhere. Uh, but sometimes you see the message saying like, it may take up to 12 hours for this, like to work on every computer. And, uh, that's because there's, there's like, yeah, they're all like talking to each other and sometimes they take a minute, you know? Oh, I didn't even think of that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, but that's the cool thing about the whole decentralization is when you change the standard, uh, well, no, I guess when you change the standard, that's, that's the one thing that needs to be like rock solid throughout. You can't change the standard. (laughs) You've got to have the rock golems, but the rock golems can say anything to each other. They're old <laughs> friends. It's true. The uh, I don't know. I imagine knowing uh, software people, uh, I imagine that there is a sort of meta method that you can change the standards, like a communication layer on a communication layer. Supposedly, I would not know. Yeah, I'm just I'm just supposing. I don't really know. Supposedly, they are those computers are hard co- like they're hardwired to each other. They just be like, mm-hmm. remember, go talk to these five people. But uh, I don't know about how they would change a protocol. But good. I'm glad everything gets gets a little better. Good for you, internet. <laughs> but really, okay. So the whole point of why I was interested in doing this topic mm-hmm. is to finally force you to answer this question. Good thing, bad thing, the internet. When we come back in a moment on Encyclopedia Brunch. Todos, todos. It's the internet. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like, I think there is... Is the internet good or bad? I'm sorry. I'm doing the reset for the listeners just tuning in on their car. Um, <laughs> We're talking about the internet here. Yeah. On Encyclopedia Brunch on WKWK. Ooh, you should be the host. Uh, well, okay. So you posed to me the question. Internet good or bad? Uh. Um, I think I can totally see the whole, like, you know, grad students at a party thing being like, oh, this should definitely be like, we could all talk to each other. It's super cool. Um, but I wonder sometimes, you know, Hannah talked uh, a lot in the intro about how, like, it was cool. Like, you go walk over to someplace and just be like, hey, you want to chill? Or like, you know, you go down the, like, 
You walk by the record store and they give you a beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, so really, like, the, the process of getting that intro played uh, showed to me that it was like, oh, like, I went to this, like, rad record store that I, I drop into sometimes, but, like, it was an excuse to go. I chatted with some people. After I was done recording it, I, like, picked up some other records and listened to them because I was like, yeah, I'm here. Um, and uh, that was super fun. And, I mean, it also goes for, like, buying anything, really. Because I try to buy a lot of things on Amazon because it saves me a lot of time. Um, mm -hmm. And you can get the thing you, you actually want. And a lot of awkward small talk. Mm -hmm. uh, and also, like, I, I walk around with earbuds in my, in my ears almost all the time because I listen to podcasts and I stream music. Um, and yeah. these are all ways and that... And it, it shields you from the crushing loneliness of your humanity. <laughs> but I guess what I'm saying is... There are ways to interact with real people, and I think the, I don't know why, I haven't thought about this, but I think the, the sort of threshold for satisfaction for those things, like, if I have some good small talk with the lady checking me out at the grocery store, that's pretty nice. I feel good about that. Whereas, mm -hmm. if I, like, have some good small talk on a comment board or something, it's like, uh-huh, okay. Like. <laughs> I'm a nerd on a comment board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like, something really interesting has to happen, like, because they're... And quite frankly, let's all be honest with each other. It's much more likely that it's a series of passive aggressive remarks. Uh huh. Which makes me feel bad. Very bad. Yeah. Uh, I just remember one time, I think I, I had written something in my less wise days. I'd written something about a video game being like, I think it's a solid nine out of 10 because I would never give anything a 10 out of 10. And then I got to this argument with someone on a comment board about like whether it is reasonable to never give something a 10. Oh, well, made, it's absolutely not but it, it made me feel so bad though but that's the thing like this is a fun yeah. conversation for us to have but like yeah. on a con oh don't do you know it why because we can comfort each other because <laughs> we, we recognize each other as human beings and i think one of the problems with the internet yes. that the nerds uh at berkeley and mit and so on really didn't um anticipate is the scale issue of just like if everybody's using this for random stuff because we totally blew off what we use it for it's not just sending academic papers it's like you know facebook and stuff uh mm -hmm. there's so many strangers out there and it it just gives you a real sense of like that sometimes it feels like the internet is a big billboard that counts how many people you don't know <laughs> a billion and counting you know <laughs> yeah no i suppose there's that well what do um, you think good thing bad thing hmm uh, I don't know. How it depends how much you're willing to pay for the price of progress. I think I I go back to that with the internet. Well, but this is totally different than. I think it's totally different than say the Panama Canal, where how many people died, how much ecosystem was destroyed. Um, it's it's more like, gosh, it's it's just different though. We didn't lose people building it. You know, it's just it does okay. things different than what we thought it would do. <sighs> No, we didn't lose people in it in the construction. You're right. You're right. We haven't lost people within the internet, but like we lose people because of the internet. Like my God, cyberbullying. Okay. Well, go on about that. Like, well, it's hard to think that. Like, I mean, certainly these are probably like kids who are suffering from depression and who have never felt these feelings before and don't really have a lot of great ways to deal with them or, and that sucks and that's hard. Um, 
but it's exacerbated by this this new me- mode of te- of communication we have that has no humanity to it but at, at, and at the same time um gives kids who can already be horrible little people um a way to be even more horrible <laughs> <laughs> and all these creative new tools to be horrible um and it's it's hard for me to believe that like suicides that happened because of cyberbullying would have happened without cyberbullying. Yeah, because there's a greater ease, you know, like you're not, you know, when I was a kid. Uh, and pylon is just so much easier. Pylon? You, people piling on. Oh, piling on. I thought you meant like a yeah. pylon. Okay. Oh, not pylons, no. I pylons thought was, are always really difficult. I thought it was like a new. See our episode on pylons in the future. I just thought it was like a new hip social network that I wasn't aware of. Oh, uh, let's not. <laughs> um, I will say, though, I don't know. This could just be growing pains because the trend is away from your Facebooks, your MySpaces. Oh, God. Kids today, what, they just... I sound so, MySpaces. I sound so old saying MySpace even. like. Yeah, let's um, not say MySpace. With their not. Bebos. Sure. Well, so the point is, though, that like the trend is towards small peer groups, right? So Snapchat is an example of this, right? Where you just kind of pick the people you talk to group me that's one that you see all the time uh and and right you're too old i've never heard of that before it's actually pretty fun um and it's good for talking to small groups uh but it's possible that we just are in this like mucky 20 year group of people who like kind of expected the world to work one way you know like as my sister writes it was just like i just kind of wanted like email or like i wanted mail to be a little faster and that was like the nice thing about the internet in 1996 was then just like all right cool i got this email um and we just weren't used to it and so we ended up in all these pitfalls of like cyberbullying or general wasting time sorry to interrupt i can finish my point i'm sorry Um, for once and and so well i'll take it uh got one and so the uh but it's possible that that as people grow up they'll just get used to it you know they'll find coping mechanisms okay i'm throwing an idea quite possibly yes no quite possibly in fact i i'm willing to just say you're right for now um (laughs) thank you but then these lives were lives that were lost within the construction of the internet aha we we did good point. <laughs> You're right. We are the builders. We're the builders of the internet. Oh my god. Oh my god. Hey, it's so nice to be involved with something. It's nice to have a project. Well, yeah, but I guess uh, that's oh man, the internet's so crazy. Because like in a way, we really are though, right? Because because of the decentralized nature, um, yes, the basic infrastructure was put in very centrally, but like kind of everything else after that, like every layer above the literal like wire, fiber optics or whatever that's in the ground. Every layer above is more decentralized to the point where, like, when you actually talk about what is on the Internet, it's whatever we want. You know, it's this podcast. We're the Internet. Which is incredible. Incredible human endeavors. That's why I wanted to do this whole series in the first place. But, like, let's not forget, like, real human loss is part of the equation here. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. Well, so what do you think about uh, Hannah's, um, you know, she's she's a real Andy Rooney. Uh, and well, I found it extremely charming to get this tape in the mail and then go play it, and that was fun. Um, you know, I also think like, yeah, okay, this could have been done differently. I mean, so I guess, I guess, what do you think of the idea? Like, it's it's the equivalent of sailing around the horn. <laughs> yeah, it really is. 
which would be cool. <laughs> it would be cool to do that. It's a cool thing. It's like a fun adventure. <laughs> okay, here, here, I got but it. But it is so much more resource intensive. <laughs> I got it, though. So the resource intensiveness. When we talk about sailing around the horn, it's because everybody was trying to either explore or um, uh, make money, right? They're trying to trade. Uh, mm-hmm. And also, like, real human lives are lost there, too. The longer your journey, the worse it gets. True. However, um, I think Hannah's point is that we weren't necessarily trying to do anything before. Like, you know, this the internet can be used as a capitalist enterprise, but it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, a lot of it's just kind of dicking around. And we dicked around just fine before. Like, I don't know, go get a basketball. Like, um, And but, so maybe that's oh, her point. Is when she let's says, remember the roots here. Let's remember the roots of the internet were for educational exchange. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, in a lot of ways, it's the same thing. It's, you know, like, well... This this has real goals and we're saving a lot and we're getting a lot done because you're right. We also saved a lot of human lives because, I mean, just abstractly, the number of research papers that were pushed around in the past 20 years that furthered research, that alone surely has saved many, many, many human lives. Yeah. But- um, and <laughs> to make it <laughs> to make it really specific, I'm thinking about um, we're both big fans of the Flophouse here Love on flop Doom to Fail po- or, uh, wh- whatever name, name this podcast is now. Encyclopediabrunch.com. We love the Flophouse. And recently there was a really touching letter about um, a listener who had committed suicide. And it started this huge $25,000 drive they did to donate to suicide prevention, mm-hmm. um, which is huge. And like that wouldn't have happened without the internet. That's amazing. Because it was a way for people to come together who are having a hard time. And podcasts are yes. so good for that. Yes. Talk about that aching loneliness because sometimes it is hard to reach out to the person at the grocery store or whatever. You feel very lonely. And so it's nice to just kind of be like, here's some comforting things with pseudo friends. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Let me, let me, let me put one thing to you in closing here. Okay. All right. What if we were to limit access to the internet? What if we were to say that, okay, the internet can be used for, uh, stock trading, uh, research, um, let's see, whatever else. But like, there's no, there's no way to like kill time on the internet anymore. You can't use it in your everyday. For, for instance, maybe the internet doesn't exist in the home anymore. Huh? Is, is this, okay. how does this world compare? Is it better in any way? Is it totally worse? You know, is it just, it sounds a lot like boarding school. <laughs> <laughs> see our episode on boarding school. How would you go back to that? I don't know. I, I, no. can, I, I can kind of see the appeal. I like walking over to somebody, but like, maybe that's just the thing I should do. You know, maybe it's time to stop yeah. blaming the internet. Man, maybe if I could go back to boarding school as a, as a grown woman and with other grown adults and not as like a high schooler, because I think that was my problem. Mm, oh, man. So many things I would do better as not a high schooler. <laughs> so true. <sighs> well, what can you do? And... In the meantime, as we're feeling lonely, we'll always have the Encyclopedia Brunch podcast to keep us company. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Hey, guys listening out there. Thanks for using the internet to listen to us and uh, get in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Brunch at gmail.com. There it is. And at Who Likes Brunch. At Who Likes Brunch. There it Until is. then, that's Catherine Cogart over there. Tim Dobbs over here. She sees what she wants to see. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>